book is set and the coffee is hot. I don't believe that David beat Goliath. Goliath was a minus 1,200 favorite. Grab your foam fingers, put on your team colors. Offensively, they have set football backs 50 years. And fire up the grills. Want to pass that or smash it? This is BetQL's tailgate kickoff, presented by BetMGM. With Oh, yeah. Welcome back. We got another version today, another edition, I should say, of the BetQL Tailgate to Kickoff. I'm Ryan Horvath, the at-home edition. And uh, we got another great slate of football here in the world of college football. It's week eight already, the season flying by. And, you know, the NFL product has been a little bit down. A lot of blowouts. Game of the year, games of the year that we were looking forward to. San Francisco, Dallas, Sunday Night Football a couple weeks back. That game was over going into the second quarter. It was a blowout. But college football continues to deliver, right? A couple weeks ago, we had Alabama, Texas. That game lived up to the hype. Uh, two weeks ago, we had the Red River shootout. That game lived up to the hype. Oklahoma rallies back to beat Texas, gives Texas their first loss of the season. But then last week, Oregon, Washington, a true instant classic. Michael Penix against Bo Nix. Dan Lanning against Kalen DeBoer, two great head coaches in the Pac-12. Great quarterback play, two solid offenses. And Michael Penix, now the overwhelming favorite to win the Heisman. Minus 150 is the price that you have to pay for Michael Penix right now, who made throw after throw in the fourth quarter of that game. And he got lit up. He took some big hits from that Oregon defense, but continued to make play after play. And I hate to be cliche guy, but that's one of those games where you didn't want to see either team lose. I definitely didn't want to see Oregon lose by four points. It was also one of those games where if you liked Washington early on in the week, and even on Saturday morning, you could have grabbed a two and a half. You could have went under the key number. If you liked Oregon, you could have had a three and a half. You would have maybe had to pay minus 115 juice, but that's what BetMGM was dealing right before kickoff. So got the win there. It was a great game, an instant classic. And uh, hoping that we could get these two teams down the road to meet again in the Pac-12 championship game. But you look at the schedules for both of these teams starting today. And I think there might be a chance that one of these teams gets clipped. The Pac-12 is super competitive. All right, let's get into it today. We're going to talk with Mark Drumheller in about 20 minutes. We'll preview Penn State, Iowa, uh, Ohio State, not Iowa State. Uh, we're talking no Iowa State today. Uh, tough loss for my Philadelphia Phillies last night, guys. Not going to lie. That one kicked me in the stomach. Craig Kimbrell blows that game in the eighth. The Diamondbacks rally back to tie up the NLCS, two games apiece. The Astros come back yesterday to beat the Rangers. Just a crazy day of Major League Baseball. But let's get into a college football. Let's start with the game of the day. Penn State on the road, number seven in the country. They're four-and-a-half-point dogs. Ohio State, four-and-a-half-point favorites in this game, number three in the country. Total opened at 48-and-a-half. We're all the way down to 45-and-a-half over at BetMGM. Penn State on the money line today, plus 160 is the price. To lay it with Ohio State on the money line, minus 190. All right, so we saw this game last year. We see it every year. Last year, Ohio State won 44-31. to This season so far, Penn State, a perfect 6-0 and straight up. They are also a perfect 6-0 and against the spread. Ohio State, also 6-0 and on the season, 3-3 three and -three against the spread. Ryan Day, you're going to hear this all day, 35-0 uh, and against every coach in the Big Ten, not named Jim Harbaugh. And then you have James Franklin. Struggles to win the big one. 4-14 Four against Ohio State and Michigan in his career at Penn State. But I think this is his best shot to beat Ohio State. So I'm grabbing the points with Penn State right now. Four and a half is the price over at BetMGM. A few things scare me about this matchup. All right. Uh, 
First things first, actually, we're playing the under in the first half. I want to give that out right now because that total's gone. It went from 23 at the open. Actually, there were some 23 and a halfs all the way down to 22, 21 and a half in some shops. I think this is going to be a feel out process, a lower scoring game. These are two really good defenses. I like the full game under at 48 and a half. We've blown past key numbers. We're at 45 and a half. I still, I still like the under in this game. Uh, a few things that scare me about Penn State, who I am backing in this game, and I do think wins this game outright. I think they'll figure it out later on, but their offensive line it just hasn't really lived up to expectations, hasn't been great, not getting a whole bunch of push up front. And coming into the season, when we did the preview, I picked Penn State to win the Big Ten because I like the running back room just as much as I like Michigan's running back room with Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum. But the only problem for Nick Singleton and Katron Allen is that offensive line isn't getting much push. And right now, you're just not getting those explosive runs from either back. They're both averaging less than five yards per carry this season. Um, only four rushes for Penn State have went over 20 yards all year. Their offense right now outside the top 100 in explosive plays. And Ohio State's the more battle-tested team. They have a road win over Notre Dame, but they haven't been impressive. You know, last week, shorthanded, they blew out a rebuilding Purdue team. They did cover the number. But before that, the offense was held in check by Notre Dame. Indiana and Maryland both held them under 24 points in those games. And Penn State, they're obviously stepping up in class today. They uh, they beat Iowa, they beat Northwestern, and they beat Illinois so far in Big Ten play. So for Drew Aller, this is going to be his first, in my opinion, big true road test. So far, he's played in Champaign, he's played Illinois, and he's played at Northwestern. And I've covered Northwestern football for a couple of years. And uh, let me tell you, that's probably the most boring place to play on the planet. You can't tailgate. There's no bars on campus. There's a hot dog stand, I believe, like in front of the stadium, and that's it. So this is going to be a big road test today for Drew Aller, who's probably going to have to make some throws in this game. He's going to have to push the ball down the field, and that's something that we haven't seen yet from Drew Aller. Uh, I like his upside a little bit more than Ohio State quarterback Kyle McCord, but again, he just hasn't been asked to do too much in this offense. And if you're a Penn State fan, you're probably saying, why are we going to throw the ball down the field? We're beating every team by four touchdowns. We've covered the number in all six games. But only 11 passes this season for Drew Aller have traveled over 20 yards. And he's going to have to make some big throws today. If you look at average depth of target uh, out of 156 qualifying quarterbacks, he's number 145. Uh, I also don't love the Penn State wide receivers as much as Ohio State's, obviously. Keandre Lambert-Smith's the only guy with over 30 receptions this season. But something that nobody's talking about when they talk about the wide receiver room or the explosive plays down the field for Penn State, they just got one of their big play guys back last week and Trey Wallace. He came back against UMass, and uh, I think they're going to move him around a little bit today. I could see him making some big grabs uh, down the field. So I like Penn State on the offensive side of the ball to do enough, even if it's just four or five-yard carries, you know, and they're not hitting you with the explosive play. They're moving the chains. They're eating up clock, keeping that Ohio State offense on the sideline. I also like Penn State because of their defense. Their defense is the real deal. 15 Penn State defenders already have a sack this season. Love me some Chop Robinson. Manny Diaz, a solid defensive coordinator, maybe not a great head coach. They're going to blitz a ton. They're blitzing at a 39% rate. Kyle McCord is going to get hit a lot in this game. Also, behind those blitzes, Penn State plays a ton of cover one, and that's the look that Kyle McCord has struggled against the most this season. He's torched cover three, but he struggled a little bit against cover uh, one, and that's what he's going to see today from Manny Diaz in this Penn State defense. Also, Penn State secondary solid. I mean, you lose a guy like Joey Porter Jr., but you still have Kalen King. You still have Johnny Dixon. You still have Cam Miller. 
I can't wait to see how they match up against Marvin Harrison. Ohio State's offense, this is crazy to see, outside the top 90 in the country this season, 92nd in total offense. They've had some injuries. They also just haven't put together a full four quarters all season on the offensive side of the ball. They changed some things up last week. They use more motion, which is usually something we don't see in a Ryan Day offense. Uh, Henderson and Ibuka missed last week with injuries. They're still questionable for this game. Marvin Harrison's been dinged at times this season. I think the guy to look out for today, and if you're into player props, Cade Stover could be a nightmare matchup in this game. He's been awesome. His props may be worth a look. I like the receptions for Cade Stover, Ohio State tight end. He could eat in the middle of that field. I'm just still not uh, sure how good this Ohio State passing game is yet. Like, if you look at the counting stats, Kyle McCord, number six in QBR. Numbers look pretty good. He has that road win over Notre Dame. I just don't know that I trust him, right? You could bring up that final drive against Notre Dame. They had to convert on a third and long, on a fourth and long. But also, and I'm not just saying this as a Notre Dame homer because I am a fan of the Irish, he could have been picked off on that drive. He had some sloppy throws. And like I said, he's going to get hit a lot in this game. And McCord this season, under pressure, when he's not throwing from a clean pocket, 15 for 42. Ohio State, not really able to run the ball right now, only rushing for 135 yards per game, four yards per carry. Last week against Maryland, you know, now they're stepping up in class, going against this Penn State defense, who right now is number one in success rate and number one in EPA per play. So again, I think this is a low-scoring game. I like the under. I like the first half under. And in a low-scoring game, I'm going to take anything over a field goal with Penn State. I have the Penn State Big Ten futures. I'm just curious to see how they defend Marvin Harrison, who broke out last year against this Penn State secondary, had 10 receptions on 12 targets, 185 yards. I think his props definitely worth a look. So I like Marvin Harrison props, like Cade Stover props, like Penn State, though, in the game, plus four and a half. And even at 45 and a half, which is where the total's at right now over at BetMGM, I still like the under. All right, let's move on. That's the game of the day. We'll talk a little bit more about this one coming up in about 10 minutes or so with Mark Drumheller. Central Florida coming off the bye. Oklahoma coming off the bye. Central Florida on the road, first year in the Big 12. They're 17 and a half point dogs against Oklahoma. Total in this game, 67 and a half, minus 115 to the over over at BetMGM. UCF on the money line, plus 625. Oklahoma, minus 1,000 on the money line. All right, so this is the Dylan Gabriel revenge game. He's going against his former school, Central Florida. Uh, I don't love the matchup, but I just can't get here with the number. I played Central Florida on open at 19. I still like it at 17 and a half. I get it. They've lost three straight games. They just lost by can to Kansas by 29 points. But, again, they're coming off a of bye week. They've had a chance to get a little bit healthier, and they've had some extra time to prep. And I just don't understand what we're doing with this team in the market. A couple weeks ago, they closed this just seven-point dogs to Kansas State. Now we have them priced at 17 and a half against Oklahoma. And they've had some bad losses. Again, they've lost three straight games. But in all three of those losses, they've been without their quarterback, Plumlee. Uh, he played one quarter in those three losses. Says he's close to being back to 100%. He's going to play today. And if you go back to last season, he could kill you with his legs. Over 1,000 yards on the ground. Averaged seven yards per carry. In 2022, had 19 big-time throws. 44% of those pass attempts went over 10 yards. You know, he could hit the deep ball. And Oklahoma's defense is improved as they've been year two under Brent Venables. They still struggle giving up those explosive plays down the field. So if Central Florida could hit a couple of those, I think they could keep this game close. The Sooners, 20th in success rate allowed. You know, but Texas is really the only offense they've seen so far with a pulse. And they had 500 total yards of offense. I'm not the biggest trends guy, 
But, uh, you know, you got Gus. He's 12-4 and four against the spread, hitting at a 75% clip with 10 or more days to prepare for an opponent. So give me the points here with Central Florida. I'll grab uh, the 17.5. I did like the 19 a little bit better, but that's the current price over at BetMGM. Air Force on the road today, 10-point favorites over Navy. Lower scoring game. Total looks like it's 33.5. Windy conditions. Air Force 6-0 this season, 3-3 three three against the spread. Navy 3-3 three three straight up, 2-4 against the spread. Last year, this game came down to a field goal. I think 10.5 is way too many points. I like Navy to cover. I'm going to lock in Navy right now. These teams are going to run the ball. It's going to be a physical game. And for Navy to be successful against Air Force, or most teams, they're going to have to be able to run the ball effectively. Um, they're fifth in the nation. They average 235 yards per game on the ground. But they're only 132nd in passing offense. Only 99 passing yards per game. So I think this is going to be a lower scoring game. Again, windy conditions. Give me Navy plus the points. Air Force has a top five defense. So I do think this is a lower scoring game, but 10 and a half, 10, way too many points. Uh, also in the noon slate, Georgia Tech taking on Boston College. Georgia Tech, the home team. What a weird year for Georgia Tech. They get an outright victory over Miami because Mario Cristobal decides not to take a knee. Haynes King has had a pretty solid season, drives them down the field. Today, they're five and a half point favorites over Boston College. Total in the game, 57 and a half. Boston College has actually won two straight games. They played Florida State tough a few weeks ago, only losing that game 31-29. to And again, Georgia Tech, a weird team. Uh, they just beat Miami, and then the next week they turn around and lose to Bowling Green. Haynes King, their quarterback, having a solid season. Three 300-yard games this season. He's thrown 16 touchdowns. If you're into player props, maybe he's worth a look, but I'm staying away from this game. I do lean Georgia Tech as five-and-a-half-point favorites. Rutgers, Indiana, also coming up. Noon kickoff, Eastern time zone. Rutgers, a six-point favorite on the road. Indiana's defense has kept them in some games. I couldn't do anything in this one. 39-and-a-half is the total. That's a stay away for me. Baylor, Cincinnati. So Baylor's moved out to three. A three-point dog on the road. Cincinnati at home, a three-point favorite. Total in this game is 50-and-a-half. Both teams have had their struggles this season. They have a combined one win in Big 12 play. Um, you know, Baylor's been a little bit better since they got their quarterback, Blake Shapin, back. They beat Central Florida on the road last month. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game. And Dave Aranda, defensive-minded head coach, does one thing really well. He schemes for mobile quarterbacks. And I'm not a big Emory Jones guy, so I can't do it with Cincinnati. I lean Baylor at three. The only problem and the only reason I'm not locking in Baylor, I could see them getting gashed on traditional running back carries today. Baylor just can't slow down the run. They're giving up 184 rushing yards per game, almost five yards per carry, 14 scores on the ground. So that's going to be a stay away for me. A couple that I like, a couple ugly dogs. Northwestern plus 12 against Nebraska. Their quarterback, Ben Bryant, not going to be able to give it a go. He's out. That according to Pete Thamel from Sports Illustrated. That means uh, backup quarterback Brendan Sullivan's going to start. Started last week through, through two touchdowns. Granted, it was against Howard. I just don't live in a world where Nebraska should be laying 12. That number is down to 10 and a half at, uh, over at BetMGM. I still like Northwestern to cover the number. And then I'm going to take a shot with Minnesota today, guys. Minnesota down to three and a half, opened at four against Iowa. They have not beat Iowa in 24 years. 1999 was the last time that the Gophers beat Iowa. P.J. Fleck 0-6 against Iowa. Minnesota coming off a of bye week. Iowa's played eight straight weeks. They're beat up right now. They've lost their starting quarterback, Cade McNamara, for the season. Minnesota actually getting a little healthier. They get Darius Taylor, their starting running back, back. And we're going to talk about this Iowa passing offense. It's bad, bad guys with Deacon Hill, the backup quarterback. He's completing 37% of his passes. So we'll take a shot with Minnesota.
BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM.